Shall we begin? Why not? Welcome to Frankie Sense and More. It's like she's got a whole lot of goodness for you with a little bit of sass. Frankie, did you just say... She sure did. Not to mention, along with... Whoops. Join us now as Frankie Picasso and her new co-host mix it up with authors, musicians, and interviews with world-changing people. Let's begin Okay, let's begin now, because it only makes sense. Well, hello there, and welcome to Frankie's Sense and More. How are you? Wow. <laughs> how, are, how is everybody? <laughs> That's the voice yeah, of you. Frederick Bai. As yep. remember, he's our new co-host. Today, we do have some amazing guests. We have Southern indie author Mary Maroney. She's with us. We have British singer, songwriter, musician Romeo Crowe. He's joining us from across the pond, as they say. And a little bit later, Lee Day, she's a pet entertainer, and she'll be joining us, as I said, later in the show. But first, Fred, yeah, uh, my wonderful new co-host, <laughs> how has life been treating you this week? Uh, life, was, uh, life is good. Life is pretty good. Life is advancing and expanding, and it's pretty darn fun, and I love it. <laughs> if you guys haven't haven't um, heard of Frederick Bai, he yeah. has his own podcast. It's called Creative Magic Unchained, and I suggest you go check him out because he's lots of Thank fun. Yeah. But um, first, some as good news. listeners, and wait, but yeah, Oops. we want some good news. <laughs> we do. Yeah, I do. I just want to set you up if I can. We oh, have yeah. uh, <laughs> longtime listeners know this, but new ones don't, that this show is loosely aligned with the United Nations Global Goals because they have those wonderful 18 goals that they want to make sure are implemented by 2030, and we want to make sure that they get those things done, too. So, Fred, yes, in honor so, of that, tell yeah, us. Life Below Water, that, that, that's one of the global goals, and there was this amazing story this week. The title is Green Sea Turtles of Florida and Mexico No Longer Endangered. That's yeah. right. Years of coordinated conservation efforts have paid off for the green sea turtle populations in Florida and the Pacific coast of Mexico. The Fish and Wildlife Service announced the good news that the turtle species has fared so well they will no longer be considered an endangered species. And uh, there are now 2,250 nesting females in Florida alone up from just a handful in 1978. And uh, officials have reclassified the status of those two breeding populations as threatened rather than endangered and credits stronger protection of nesting beaches, reduction of bycatch by fishing fleets, and prohibitions on the direct harvest of sea turtles for the surge in numbers. So that's pretty, pretty fun. That's pretty, that's pretty very cool. impressive. That's very <laughs> impressive. You know, finally, we have we have animals that are coming back instead of going away. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. We've had yeah, too yeah. many endangered animals right now on that list. And so we all need to make a conscientious effort to make sure that that doesn't happen. Up next, Mary Maroney. She's with us. She's a Southern indie author. She has just released her second novel, Done Growed Up. It's the second in a trilogy about the Mackie family. And if you're fortunate enough to read Apron Strings, Mary's first book in the series, uh, she developed some fascinating characters uh, who are complicated, dysfunctional, and also completely lovable. Uh, the fiction, it is fiction. It's a trilogy. It's based on some she says hard truths of living in the South in the late 50s and early 60s and is filled with soul-searching stories to which we can all relate. And I believe that to be true. What a fantastic novel, Done Growed Up, 
and April Strings was. Mary's own life reads like fiction. Uh, she's one of six children. She was born and raised in Charlottesville, Virginia, mainly by her family's black maid. And at one time, um, she, you know, she lived in the in, in this. I guess Charlottesville was segregated. It was, you know, the Jim Crow laws were enforced. You couldn't drink from the same water fountain or sit in the same bus or even eat in the same restaurant. Everybody was segregated. Schools were segregated. She's also the mother of four children. She's been married four times before she was 35. And this is very impressive. She completed her Bachelor of Arts in English degree, concentrated in, in, in creative writing at the University of Virginia when she was in her 40s. Wow. Today, she lives on a farm in Orange County, Virginia, uh, with her husband of nearly 30 years, Ralph, with two Great Danes and two Guinea hens. And I must say that Ralph was mm-hmm. an Irish import. <laughs> we got to hear more about that. Irish import. Mary. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Lots of living. Wow. Gosh, listening to you tell about my life makes me sound interesting. You are interesting. <laughs> you are interesting. And I'm going to say something. I'm going to say in, in the best of ways, you're a fraud. You're a self-help book disguised as fiction. Oh, <laughs> well, there is, that is true. That is true. I'm sorry you've outed me, though. <laughs> uh, I love that, though. It's so great. What inspired you? Mm-hmm. What inspired you for to, to write the book? What inspired me? Uh, life. Yeah. I have, oh, yeah. Um, I've had such a... Well, actually, if I actually wrote down my life, nobody would believe it. So I didn't. I wrote down well, a pretend one, which was more believable. Was it pretend <laughs> or was it based on your life? Well, there were every, every, all that stuff that you just rambled off about me. Um, yeah. Certainly, certainly created a lot of emotion and, um, and things to, life experiences to, to shuffle through, and so I used all those emotions and all that life experience to um, fuel and give life to my characters, but my characters are fiction. Okay. Now, the theme in the book, we have uh, alcohol addiction, we have, you know, heroin, we've got... you know, the rules in the South between the blacks and the whites, even the maid Ethel didn't like to be hugged. It wasn't appropriate. So everybody had their, their right place. Everybody knew what they were supposed to do. And then come these Northerners who, who kind of, you know, uh, destructed. They don't play by the bit. same rules. They yeah, don't have the they, don't same play, rules. they didn't know how to put on those white gloves. They, they played differently. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and as I was reading your book, um, what, what really came out to me, and I said to, I wrote to Fred because it's in my book. I recognize Dr. Maxwell Maltz. I recognize psychocybernetics, and and how you talked about the mind being goal-seeking device, and you use that throughout the book, and it was very clever. Thank you, um, Jim. Jim, uh, you're from Cal- you're in California, right? Me? No, yeah, I'm in I'm, I'm in I'm in Toronto. Oh, oh, oh well, um, a Californian, Jim. Samuels is the one that really taught me about that mind, um, that mind stuff, and it, it worked so well. It worked. It I resolved a lot of issues just following um, Jim's um, theories on on mind. That I thought, well, gee whiz, why don't I just put this in a book and share it? Because yeah. how, how, how did how did it help you? You said you resolved a lot of issues. Well, I became. It made it so that I was less of a. Um, I was less of a victim. I I learned how mm. how to how to steer the ship as opposed to just sort of give the the rudder over to an mm. undisciplined mind. 
Now I'm going to learn how to just let go of the rudder altogether and just let the um, universe run the show. That's my next plan. Do you you have like a practice? Like, do you have like, do you meditate? Do you walk in the mountains? Like, (laughs) do you have a certain practice? I do have a practice. I walk. I walk a lot. I just, um, whenever I have to write something, I, I, or I get to a place where I'm in my writing and I can't come up with, with the solution or the, or the, the next step, I get up and walk and just let it all go or go to bed at night and um, wake up in the morning, hopefully with a solution. Yeah, yeah. Mary, you were married four times. so Five. Actually, you know, five. I, don't. <laughs> I'm sorry? Four, four times by, uh, by the time you were 35. Yeah. So four I'm just wondering, what sign do you think you had over your head that attracted Fine. you to marry? <laughs> you know, friends, friends of mine say, well, I, I mean, I guess it's fair. I guess it was pheromones. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I mean, I, I didn't have to even go out of my house. Wow. Do you, do you believe in yeah. marriage now? I'm married now. I've been married for almost thirty years to the same person, and wow. he's the Irish import. I had to import one actually. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think the other ones failed? Well, two of them died, so I don't guess that oh, was... Re- oh. sorry about that. <laughs> okay. My fault. Well, you don't need to be sorry. They're dead, and that's Hopefully. the way it is. And... <laughs> that's another book. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just teasing. Um, two of them died, and two of them, two of them were destined not to work because I think, I think the whole process was about my growing up. I mean, I really do think that, that what, I, what I learned in the... Um, chaos that was my first 35 years was that who I thought I was wasn't who I was at all and I needed to go through an awful lot of things to hit me upside the head before I realized that I was my own agent I was my own I was my worst enemy as you know that as Pogo yep. says you know we've seen the enemy and it is us mm-hmm. yeah you well, know and I it makes the- so much sense Mary it makes yeah. so much sense because you know in I write self-help, but but what I'm hearing you say, and like so many of us, is you know our socialized self. We don't know who we are because we're socialized yeah. to be somebody else until we wake up in midlife, usually. And for women, it's around the 34, 35 year mark, um, and and you realize, and, and that is a phenomenon that you could read about. Um, that that wow, you know, uh, now I got to find out who I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, interesting. And it's how did you know to go to college at, you know, that you wanted to become a creative writer at 40? Like well, what I'm lazy. I'm really, really <laughs> lazy. And, and the thing that I, that came easy for me, well, storytelling is the easiest thing in the world for me. So I thought, well, nice. and I write reasonably well. So I thought, okay, well. Right, very well. Very well. I, oh, thanks. I, Did, I, you, I was sort of like the um, the scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz. I needed to go to college to get legitimized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you visualize your scenes? Like, do you do you see scenes in your head? You know, moving scenes in your head while you write fiction. Well, How do scenes come to you? Things come to me when I get out of the way, and I know that sounds like that's so trite, and that's so everybody says that, and whatever. I can sit down in front of my computer and start writing, and if I'm not trying to be, if I'm not trying to control it, things just flow. If I'm really, really working it and making sure that all the words all sound excellent and beautiful, it's just stilted and horrible. 
So I mm-hmm. do my best writing when I just allow my um, muses yeah. their, the way to, take to go. take over. Okay, we're going to go to a commercial break. Mary, I want you to stick around, if you will. We're going to meet another writer. He's a writer and a musician writer, (laughs) or a songwriter. Romeo Crow is going to come up after our commercial break. And feel free to join in a conversation with us. And after that, we're going to meet Lee Day. She is our pet entertainer, and she's been doing that for a lot of years. So (laughs) she's like a runaway freight train. You're going to wait wait till you meet her. (laughs) Does she entertain (laughs) pets? Stay close. Pardon me? Does she entertain pets? Yes, (laughs) and people. (laughs) We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Cents and more. We'll be right back after we pay the bills. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelove live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. have a lot of spizzerinctum or the will to win, and you have a strong desire to be a part of your favorite sports team, the National Hockey League might be for you. Did you know that if both goalies on an NHL hockey team are injured, anyone at the game is eligible to step in and play the part? Teams have resorted to using their coaches, team owners, and even their web designers to fill in for injured goalies. It's as simple as slipping into your breezers or hockey pants. The original hockey puck was made out of frozen cow dung. The fastest puck shot on record was clocked at 114 miles per hour. And I'd like to take this opportunity to send out a special thanks to the men and women of our armed forces serving our country around the world. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Okay, and we're back, and thanks for sticking around. We're so glad that you did. The gang's all here. Mira Maroney's still here. Romeo Crow's coming up. Fred Bye. I'm here. My whole ghost is here. And Romeo Crow is a family man. That first, I think, because I think he's very proud of that. He's a songwriter, a musician, photographer, filmmaker, writer, presenter, teacher. He loves to inspire, entertain, and educate people, as he says, preferably all at the same time. Are you a Gemini? (laughs) 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 He's a Chinese martial artist and a music promoter. Romeo, welcome. Welcome. Good evening. Good morning. Good day. Yeah, yeah. I'm so confused in this part of the world. So, it's yeah, afternoon, your evening, right? Lunchtime. Your evening. Yeah. Sorry, so, so are, are you a Gemini? Yeah. Tell us. <laughs> I'm afraid your, not, buddy. No, I'm, I'm a Virgo. <laughs> oh, which means really? I've, uh, I've got an annoying attention to some details, which drives my wife nuts. Yes, yes. <laughs> man, I, I listen to your, to yes. your music. I listen to the music you sent us, and, man, it's a real feel-good music. I it love is. it. Honestly. It is oh, thank you, dude. 
Yeah, and yeah. I, you yeah. know why it's feel good, Fred? Because he writes it among his daughter's toys. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, what do you what do you enjoy writing most? You know what I mean? Like, what do you enjoy writing most? And and what do you hate writing most? Too. Ooh, so in terms of like, are we yeah, talking music. just music in terms of, okay, cool. Um, the, I guess naturally I kind of tend to, to lean. I'm a guitar player first and foremost, um, not a particularly good one, but that's kind of my first instrument. And so, um, I would tend to lean towards kind of riff based stuff from the era that I really like sort of bands I really like. So you're talking kind of Led Zeppelin and the early classic rock and blues rock and, and funk rock stuff. So it will usually have a bit of a riff in and, you know, I'm playing around with that and that's something that I'm, I'm really digging and that's really cool. Um, but especially in the UK, you know, that that's possibly not the most commercially viable music. So I, I love playing it. It's great fun. Um, but certainly, There's a, there's a, I don't want to say a simplicity to it because maybe for other people it's more difficult. But for me, it comes quite easy to come up with a riff or, or what have yeah. you. For me, you know, the Romeo, challenge is to come up with something deeper. Yeah. I, I used to be in music promotion and over uh, one year we had um, Herman's Hermits come and I was listening to one of the songs. It might be from an older CD on YouTube. And, and I heard that in there. I heard a little bit of the early British, you know, influence. <laughs> oh, that, Would you say that's, that's true? Yeah, 100%. 100 yeah. I mean, my, you know, I, I don't do anything new or unique as far as I'm concerned. I just kind of build on what loads of guys have done before. And, and if you take it right back, it's basically the, the blues. <laughs> my brother always laughs when I say that. Oh, rock yeah, comes, from, comes the from the blues. Everything comes from the blues, right? Everything yeah. comes from the blues. Um, but it, it is. It's, it's all in there. Now, you, Romeo, you hi, it's Mary. Mary. Sorry. Did, Go ahead, Mary. I hey, Mary, how you, you doing? Good. How are you? I want to. I want to know whether when you do you write songs with words? Yes. Yeah. Do you, what do you write first? Do you write the the music first, or the song, or does the words come first, or how does um, that work? Generally, probably more times than not, it's music first. But I do write, and I'm trying to push myself to write lyrics first um, in some cases. But really, it's. I mean, obviously, you're. I think we're all creative people here. I mean, everybody, mm. let's be fair, everybody's a creative person. If an idea comes, an idea comes. It could be uh, a phrase, it could be a, a tune, it could be a, a scene in a, a story or a film, and it's usually at about three in the morning when you're trying to sleep. But when it comes, <laughs> you know, that's, you, you just kind of grab it and say, thank you for that idea, let me run with that. Well, so, let me ask you this. Do yeah. either of you walk around with a little journal for, you know, you're out in public and you hear a little line and you go, oh, I've got to write that down? Um, my handwriting is so bad that I wouldn't be able to read it back, so I use my phone, but yes. <laughs> yes, I, I'm the same way, Romeo. I, I can't read my writing. I, I write like a doctor, and I, I, have to use a, I have to use a recorder for everything. It's so no, funny. No, not me. Oh, man, I have to write. Oh, no, yeah, okay, what are you? What's your sign, then? Me? I never, yeah, I never asked you. Scorpio. Oh, yeah, you're so cute. Look at those eyes. <laughs> Scorpio have a bad reputation. Uh... Bad re I don't know why. Jeez. Oh, It's so funny. What's your Mary? sign? Romeo. Romeo, you do uh Wait, let's mind. find out what Mary, what's Mary? What sign are you, Mary? Um, uh. I'm a um, Cancer. <gasps> really? Wow. Uh. I'm, a, I'm the Gemini here. I can't believe it. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the cusp of Gemini and Cancer. So you're like around the 24th? Third. Third. Okay. Um, 
Sorry to cut you off there, uh, Freddie, oh, but, no, but no. Romeo came bearing gifts, and I want to make sure that we get those in. Uh, yeah. You have six free songs that you are offering, folks, if they go to your RomeoCrow.com website. You can sign up, and yeah. you can download those six free songs right now. You can do it right now. Go do it. It's kind of fun. And you also brought two exclusive songs with you. They've never been heard anywhere before outside of your members club. You have a fan, members fan club on your on your site that people can join. They can pay uh, a monthly stipend and support your music and these exclusive songs. And so we're going to play um, we're going to play uh, a little bit from both because I can't I don't think we can afford all the time to play both in full. But I want to play a little bit from both because one is is a little bit more upbeat than the other. You want to tell yeah. us about them? We'll play yeah, one sure. that we'll talk about. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Go. That's awesome. So tell us which one would you like? Oh, to sorry. Over? Sorry. Excuse. Oh, which one? Oh, blimey. Uh, um, the upbeat one. Let's for start the with the upbeat one before I, I kill everybody. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the upbeat one is really good. Yeah, it is. Okay. Can you play that for us, uh, Ben, please, for the weekend? We'll, we'll do like maybe – well, we'll see. after the. Uh, we'll see what happens after the, the bridge and stuff. <laughs> Needs more cowbell. There's nothing but a little space and time To fill all your living with someone else's dream Well, it's a crime The only voice that matters is the one that you can hear inside your head There we go for the weekend. Who who's playing the drums? Is it a machine or you have a real? real uh, no, I, I basically I do everything myself. Um, awesome. So uh, that's why it takes me too long. <laughs> it takes so long. Um, so the drums are uh, sort of programmed, you know, like um, okay. real yeah. sounds and, and MIDI stuff. You, sure. You 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 perform uh, in front. You have an open mic in the, in the UK and you perform in front in front of the public. Tell us a particular moment. You know something. You know, tell our listeners a particular moment that happened, you know, in, in front of in the, people. In the open mic? Awkward. Yeah, yeah. Or just performing music. He brings other people to open mic, too. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, so with the open mic specifically, as far as I'm concerned, my job is to help everybody feel relaxed and comfortable and play. So as it gets quite busy, I tend actually not to play at the open mic. Because, and people always say to me, but Romeo, why aren't you playing? How come yeah. you don't play? We never hear you play. I say, well, because it's not about me. It's not my gig. Yeah. It's here for you guys, you know. So in that sense, um, I don't really do too much. However, the flip side to that is I'm very comfortable in that place. And that means that if I do play, sometimes it's very late and I'm usually quite drunk by that point. Oh. And my <laughs> memory and remembrance of lyrics, I guess, I mean, I'm, it's a recent, it's not very exciting or interesting, but a recent one I went, everybody was like, come on, Romeo, you do, go do the last song, go do the last song. So, all right, fine. And I stumbled up to the stage. I can do it. Give me the get my guitar. Get, 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 <laughs> guitar. Get my guitar. And I was like, I know what I'll do. 
clearly it's a good idea to do Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. Oh, I love Hit that song. the first song. couple of chords, started singing the first note, looked about and was like, yeah, that's completely the wrong key, isn't it? Everyone's so like, so yeah. you, forgot, you, you forgot lyrics, right? Before, before I forgot lyrics, I forget lyrics all the time. And, the, and right. it was in the wrong key. And have, have any of you guys seen Captain Fantastic? Has anybody seen that movie yet? Oh, I haven't. Oh. No. oh, my God. Fantastic movie. Such a good movie. But there's a scene in that movie where a young girl sings that song, a cappella. Oh, yeah. Just it, it slows it right down. And it's so beautiful. Just so beautiful. Just love it so much. Uh, Romeo, you you say that you really like to help people and, 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 you know, enthuse people. And maybe that comes a little bit from your martial arts training. I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be world kickboxing champion. I know all about martial arts, but <laughs> but I'm interested. Have you written a song for your daughter yet? Um, I've I've kind of got a couple of ideas, but I I haven't really um, gotten around to it yet. I must confess. Um, you know, I, I do have a few things. For my you gotta do it, man. And he played it at her yeah. wedding. Play it at her wedding. Oh my god, really? it was so special. Oh, so special. Let's hear. Oh, let's wow. hear a little bit of the second one, Ben, so just to show the diversity in his music. And this is called Your Eyes Don't Lie. Your eyes don't nice, lie. Nice. Yeah. What was what, what, what? Yeah. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Um, it was. Uh, I mean, speaking. You asked Mary earlier about um, whether she sees scenes in her head when she's writing them and whatnot. And and I, I love film. I love writing as well. And it was that kind of, I guess, the boy meets girl, boy loses girl scene in a film. You know, the kind of music that would be happening, and you've got the montage, and the, everybody's crying, and you think, oh my god, they'll never get back together again. And you clearly know they will because there's another 30 minutes of the film left. <laughs> Is that kind of, you know, mm. it, it was just that kind of that kind of thing. And um, yeah, it was kind of with that with that view really okay well we're going to go to another commercial break when we get back mary do you play an instrument no i want to but i don't you want to that's maybe that's in your second third fourth fifth (laughs) career (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) don't go anywhere folks we're coming right back the gang's going to still be here when you get back and we're going to meet lee day in a little while too we're just getting warmed up frankie sense and more we'll be right back after we pay the bills 
It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. A study from UNC found that most of us eat nearly 600 calories a day, roughly a third of our food, in snacks rather than meals. Snacking on low-calorie wholesome foods in between meals is a good thing and helps keep hunger away so you don't overeat. But choosing the wrong foods and acquiring bad snacking habits could be the reason the scale has stalled for you. Prevention Magazine gives six snacking mistake scenarios that will disrupt your weight loss. They are, number one, you are good all day, but pig out at night. Number two, you stuff your face before dinner. Number three, you can't stop eating in the car. Number four, you work at home. Number five, you graze at the office. And number six, your kids' snack habits are contagious. Remember, smart snacking is the key to weight loss. It's if you have a lot of spizzerinktum or the will to win, and you have a strong desire to be a part of your favorite sports team, the National Hockey League might be for you. Did you know that if both goalies on an NHL hockey team are injured, anyone at the game is eligible to step in and play the part? Teams have resorted to using their coaches, team owners, and even their web designers to fill in for injured goalies. It's as simple as slipping into your breezers or hockey pants. The original hockey puck was made out of frozen cow dung. The fastest puck shot on record was clocked at 114 miles per hour. And I'd like to take this opportunity to send out a special thanks to the men and women of our armed forces serving our country around the world. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. And we're back. Back. <laughs> Frankie says some more. Fred Bai is here. Romeo Crow is here. And, of course, Mary Maroney is still with us, too. And upcoming will be Lee Day, the pet entertainer. Mary, you said something very interesting off air you said that your third book in the trilogy has been written and it's not going to go out there until you get a traditional publisher or maybe not ever why what's up uh i it's i, I it's too hard being an really? indie writer it, being an indie writer is I'll easy to make being it... an indie marketer is a yes um, I, I can't uh, say yeah. that online what it is no I, yeah yeah you can the show you can say anything <laughs> you didn't hear <laughs> the beginning of it it's a <laughs> it's got pain of in the in the yeah. ass yeah, you can say yeah, that. Yeah, it's a pain in the <laughs> ass. Why is that a pain in the ass? I mean, what, what, what part do you dislike the most in marketing? Well, it's Just expensive. <laughs> it's expensive, and it's like it's yeah. like throwing money down a very deep well, and it just it's just it's or or having yeah. a yacht or having a beach house or anything else. It's it sound it feel starts to feel like a um um. Uh, expensive hobby, and this isn't a hobby. I really, really, really want to touch people's lives, and I and yeah. touching people's lives in the hundreds is okay. But really, I'd like yeah. to touch. I, I, I don't know if it's the same thing in music, Romeo, but it seems to me that like in writing, mm-hmm. if you want to be an indie writer, you kind of have to. You, it's like twenty percent writing and eighty percent marketing. <laughs> Like I think you're being too fair on the uh, creative side. <laughs> oh, really? Eh? It's probably 10%. more like, yeah. 
95-5 or something in terms of the time. I mean, it's the situation, I'm not going to bore everybody with the whole situation of music. I'm sure most people know that the industry is halved yeah. in value in the last kind of 10, 15 years. Um, so everything's changing and you've got to do things differently. And therefore, the opportunities where people will take a risk or take a flyer on you, let's say a record company or what have you, they are long gone, you know, the way of the dodo. So you've got to make stuff happen yourself. Um, in fact, a guy was telling a, a a guy I won't mention, but in the music industry, um, an event I was running a couple of days ago um, was speaking, and he was telling me a story that he was at the BBC, Radio 1, playing a, a tune for a, a new artist that he wanted them to play. So he, gets, he goes in there with a the meeting with the guy, and the guy immediately pulls out his laptop and starts going to the artist's website before listening to the tune. And my guy said, well, what are you doing? So I'm checking their stats. And he said, well, don't check their stats. Listen to the song. Yeah. Surely it's yeah. the song. He's like, well, you think that, but actually, no, it's, have they got traction? Have they got engagement? Have they... So there's all these things that, um, yeah. to, let's quote, to play the game, one must do. And they are, exactly as Mary said, I mean, it's, it's time-consuming. If you've got the money, it's a money pit. If you don't have the money, it's a, it's a time suck and a time drain. That said, it does mean, and I, I very much have a lot of messages and conversations with fans and people all over the world, which I absolutely love because it's one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. contact with people. It's not, the, you know, somebody else on my behalf and whatnot. So from that point of view, it's brilliant because I get to speak to a lot of people. But, yeah, it's, it's a huge amount of work, and I believe that that's one of the main reasons that holds up a lot of creative people. Absolutely, or even it does. People yeah. from launching their own business or products, whatever it is, it's, it's a lot of work and perseverance. You hear that in, in a lot of, but you hear that yes. so much. Yeah. You hear that like in coaching coaches are good coaches, but they're not great marketers, you know, musicians, mm. they, you know, if you're spending all your time trying to market or writers spend all their time trying to sell their books, it, it's a very difficult, yeah. you know, transition. Yeah. You, you can't be everything and, and there should be no need to be everything. And it's not a reflection on talent <laughs> or anything that your sales aren't out there. It's really, I mean, I know a ton of, super uber talented you know award-winning musicians who nobody knows their name except yeah. in, in a little click right well there's and, also and there's also some it's almost like there's a secret formula and if you don't know it you're sort of out of the loop yeah. i mean in in publishing indie author you would think would be a great thing and i presume the same thing is true in music if you're an indie musician you know assumedly that would be a great thing but it it's not i mean for example in charlottesville virginia there is the virginia um there's a the festival of the book and it's held in charlottesville well, my book mm -hmm. is based in charlottesville i'm a native charlottesvillian and my book was not accepted in the charlottesville um or, or in the virginia festival of the book because i was an indie writer Ooh. Well, that's no, that doesn't make any sense, wow. does it? Well i i think there's this stigma about indie writers too you know what i mean like they're kind of the uh, well, I think there's more good. writers today than, than yeah. the other way around. But in certain and, circles, in certain circles, I think there's this stigma about indie writers. Am I right, Mary? Or I think so, but I don't know that. I mean, I, my experience would indicate yeah. that. Is that true for you, Romeo, and music? Well, I, I think that the, the barriers or the, the entry barriers in writing and publishing yourself traditionally have been lower than in music yeah. which is much more expensive game to get in however that's changed now music you can do it on your phone and then you can put it on itunes in 20 mm -hmm. minutes you know mm -hmm. or so mm -hmm. so i think that the barrier for music has dropped and the same thing is happening across the board the great thing is you can do everything yourself and get it out there to everybody in the world and somebody in australia can read your book or right. hear your song in four hours the bad thing is everybody in the world can get their stuff out there and some you know so you, you there's so much noise and there's so much stuff that probably shouldn't be put out 
you know, for consumption because it's not quite ready. Um, and one of the great things with radio or with publishers is that they filter that, but they don't always get it right. You know, mm -hmm. and it means they leave a lot of great stuff that just doesn't get traction because they, they don't fit it in or the stats aren't right or whatever. So I think that, yeah, absolutely, there's, there's always that thought if you don't have, a, let's say, a professional representation in terms of record label, mm -hmm. in terms of publisher or what have you, that are you one of those people who basically does crap? Or is it worth listening to? And people's time is so fragmented and diluted and their attention span is so quick that if you don't grab them quick enough, you're going to be put into that first category. And people yeah. make snap decisions. Yeah, at, at, right, you're wrong. You know what? Yeah, but at the same time, this is my feeling. I think that um, a lot of people, like, a lot of people put out stuff, but few people last. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of new mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, it's very, like you say, it's very easy to get in, but if very few people are consistent. And, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Three years from now, I'm pretty sure that 95, 90, 95% of the people who are here now will be gone. Like, we won't, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And only a yeah, few so will kind of stay. I think those few are, in the end, going to be the winner. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I think the cream rises to the top all the time, like, in, in the end. And you have to have that, that you know, unstoppability. Yeah, the perseverance to stick around and, and, and wait. But I also want to set the intention for both both you and Mary, Mary and you, Romeo, and Fred, you can help me do this, that, you know, that they will become noticed, that a publisher or a record label will pick Very them good. up because their stuff is good and it should be picked up. And, you. like... My God, Mary, your books are so good. I can't even imagine, uh, you know, a penguin or somebody not wanting, you yeah. know, to represent. Mary, you. Mary, how do you feel like sometimes you read books in number one bestsellers, like, you know, romance books? I mean, the, you know what I mean? And then you have like somebody who writes and their writing is just awesome. And they're not you're not as known as these people who like write less quality, quality books. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. Like I, I have. I have a real problem with that, and I, and I, I, I don't, I don't get. That's why I say there's some sort of secret handshake or something because yeah. some of the published books are horrific. Yeah, and they're and making millions. It, like they're making a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The difference is your your book is literature, and their book is not. Yeah, genre. and there's a difference between those two, and and I think you know if you find a publisher um, of literature. Like I said, like a penguin, then you know they will recognize that, and well, and there's a big difference in that. And people like to read quality writing. Not everybody, you know. I call them the other ones are time wasters. Yeah, you know, you don't have to think, you don't have to. But this was a, you know, your stuff. And and two as yeah, and two as a writer also. How many writers who don't even write their books, but they're labeled as number one best-selling yeah. author? <laughs> How yeah. many people is like that? You know what I mean? They they go to they go on TV number. You know that's their title. They never. Yeah. Really I think, didn't write I think Mary work. actually touched on that in the sense of um, the secret handshake or whatnot. That's yeah. the difference. It's it's marketing. You know, yes. it's it's the people who who. I'm going to say quote unquote succeed, succeed in the sense of people know about them, let's say famous or they get big deals or whatnot. Very, very often, those are the people that either themselves or have a team around them that are very, very good at the PR and the marketing side and the networking and all of the things there, because it's, you know, it, it's, it's difficult to get to certain people. It's difficult to get considered for certain things. But if you can have instructions, if you're kind of already in the way, if you know how to present things and if you want to walk that walk and, you know, not, not that many creative people particularly want to, but it's it's kind of like that's where the path is, that's where the secret handshake is, so to speak. 
I like yeah. that secret handshake. <laughs> well, there are also I think I think I read recently there's 300 books published a day. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of book out there, <laughs> and that's a huge <laughs> thing to, to to rise up to the top end because I can understand why agents and publishers are 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 selective and because it's overwhelming. I can't yes. imagine what it must be like to have yeah. that sort of um, that sort of volume coming at you. So well, you I get what? that. Both of you are leaving legacies. You're leaving legacies that are going to last on, on this planet, and I think that's really exciting. If you can look at it from pr that perspective, it's pretty cool. Amen. Can I can I have that on tape so I can give it to it you? It is on children? tape. <laughs> it is on tape. <laughs> You'll be able to listen to it over and over again. Over and over again. <laughs> I'm going to tell them. I'm going to just that little loop. I'm going to say, look, guys, see, I've been telling you for years. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like that, That's what's so mother. brilliant about it. Really? So sometimes, sometimes you know, it, it, it's it's. I think it's unfair for indies in that they're, now their book covers have to be the same quality as the published the, the people yes. authors yeah. written by you know pub, uh, traditional publishers. Yeah, if you, you want know. to compete in that game, yes, absolutely. Because because really, really, the readers they don't care. They don't know the publishers. They just look at the book. You know what I mean? Well, we, we are attracted to a cover. And, you know, yeah. but that's why there's Fiverr. You can go to Fiverr and you can get something really wonderful done if you have to. Or India or someplace like that. You used to yeah. go to uh, Elance and now it's it's become something different. But, you know, there's a lot of talent out there, a lot of talented people out there who, who are happy to make, you know, book covers. And, and, and that's the thing. We, we all have to support one another in, in as indies, you know, to make stuff happen. Even you and I are indies, Fred. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 I well, like being indie because... Because I like being indie because any big company now, like Apple or whatever, they were in, they're indies. They're just big indies now. <laughs> that's, yeah. how, that's how I see it. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just grew. I like that view. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, well, I don't want to come across as a, as, as, a, um, as a grump. I mean, I'm not, I'm not complaining oh, so no. much. As just, I'm just tired of it. It's, I hear it's, you. I'd much rather write than market. Oh, of course. Of oh, course yeah. Yeah. I don't think any creative person, I don't think that any creative person doesn't think that way. No. It's the bad side. You know what I mean? It's the, uh, it's the side that you have to do because, you know. Uh. Got to get out there. Well, we're going to go to another true, but it's break. Still... Sorry. Um, yeah. And when we get back, Lee Day is joining us. She is the pet entertainer. And you're going to want to <laughs> get ready. Hold, fasten down the hatches. Lee's going to be in the house. <laughs> and I say that with a lot of love. I do. <laughs> But she has an upcoming show, and we're going to want to hear about that. So it's pretty fun. All right. Okay? So don't go anywhere. Okay. Hold on. Everybody, fatten down <laughs> the hatches. We're going to a break, and when we come back. Frankie Sense and more will be right back after we pay the bills. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can. With lessons in joyful living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Mondays at noon central, Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. 
What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Whether it's lunges or crunches or tricep dips, there is usually one exercise that you dread doing. I tell my clients that when they are working out on their own, to do the exercise that they like the least first. I have several women clients who really want to shape up their lower body, but they despise lunges or squats in any form. So we always do those exercises at the beginning of the workout when they have more energy and enthusiasm. By waiting until the end of the exercise session, especially if they're working out on their own, it is too easy to cut the workout short and not do those important exercises. For me, abdominal work is my least favorite, so I always do my abdominal exercises right after I warm up. After I get those out of the way, I concentrate on lifting weights, which I really do enjoy. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. And we're back, and I promised you that Lee Day, the petrotainer, would be with us, and she is. Lee provides services not performed by any other entertainer in the world. She's combined two of her most intense passions, show business and pets, into a business that has endured for 15 years. She does things that are unique and different. She offers weddings for your pets. She's even married lobsters. She offers bark mitzvahs, dates, romantic date romantic dates for your dog for for your dogs weddings for horses and penguins and and the list goes on but she's also a singer actress comedian and dancer and she attended animal grooming school and she i, I think you you groomed um for for a lot of uh, you may as well tell us lee who who did you groom for well, you groomed for I, some uh, groomed famous for celebrities Sinatra, mary tyler moore uh, lauren bacall and I, what i do is i go into your home and i sing Broadway show tunes to your pet while giving them a haircut. And this way you can be by your pet's side. And that to me is very important, more important than going into a, a grooming shop where you can't be with your pet. And if they don't let you in with your, uh, to see what's happening with your pet, you turn around and you walk out of there because there's something wrong. So, and I'm not, I'm not too crazy about the grooming vans either. So I, I ended up doing this little unique thing for the four leggers and even two leggers uh, on my own because I don't just so you have you that. have a special show coming up Saturday September the seventeenth uh, uh, at right. the Metropolitan Room and, right. and, and that's in New York City. It's in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's a two biscuit minimum or that's fifteen dollars. Right. And all Bring the, the proceeds, two biscuits. <laughs> proceeds go to Rowdy Girl Vegan Sanctuary. And you can bring your pets, too. So bring your, 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 your doggies or your kitties or your, your mouse or your rat or whatever pet you have. Because I'm, I'm, I'm entertaining them as, long, uh, as well as their, their parents. Their parents. So you, you, um, some of the money, as I said, is going to Rowdy Girl sanctuary it's a vegan yes. sanctuary uh and and the proceeds are going to go help lily a 14 month old corgi who can't no, walk uh, actually correct? it's just for for rowdy girl okay yeah uh, it's for and rowdy so how girl did it, how, how did this come about how did you meet rowdy girl well I know you I, meet and, um yeah. actually um my my friend rebecca who's like a sister to me she had 
told me about Rowdy Girl and sent me the uh, video of Renee singing to her cows. And I thought, how cool is this? Here this is a woman who's married to a uh, a man who who raises cattle for slaughter. And she mm-hmm. changed it all around where it became a uh, she became vegan because she thought she's going to lose her mind. If she he doesn't stop doing this, mm-hmm. she's going to leave him mm-hmm. because she couldn't mm-hmm. take wow. it anymore. And the last load that he took, she went and picked up and brought back home and said, no more of this. And, and, and his, her husband didn't know if it was going to work, and it did, and it, they became a vegan sanctuary. How beautiful is that? That is nice. How do they make right? money? It's, it's all by donation? And it's all by donation, and they had a, a recent very bad flood in Texas, as you know. Yeah. So this is a recovery fundraiser, so they can recover the uh, the, the you know the rent, you know the farm. So, so Rowdy Girls in, in Texas. Okay, right. Ben, have you heard of Rowdy Girl Vegan Farm? Ben's in Texas. I have not. Where is it? This is in it's in it's in it's in Texas. It's in um. Uh, now I forgot myself. It's in, it's in it's in Texas, and it's it's a really it's a beautiful sanctuary. It's like it's yes. unbelievable. So you, you um, travel a lot, huh? You travel a lot for this, do you? Yes, I, no. I really I believe in it. I I I I'm a vegan, and I actually was uh, sort of like a hypocrite. Actually, you wanted to know where it was. It, it's an and. Angleton, A N G L E T O N, Texas. Yeah, that's where it's located. Highway thirty-five and nine six six seven West. Oh, you found it. Okay. Yeah, I found it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you know, uh, I mean, uh, Renee and her husband Tommy are unbelievable people. Unbelievable. I mean, she'll sit there and she'll sing to her cows. She was going to be a um, country singer. But her uh-huh. life belongs to so the animals, what's just on like your me. Set list? What's on your set list? What are you going to sing to the animals honey? and the people? What do I sing to them? What, for this show, what's on your set list? What are you going to be singing? Oh, I'm going to be singing, um, uh, you know, I'm going to be singing uh, somebody, uh, uh, Love Somebody, and I'm going to be singing Talk to the Animals, I've Got a Crow. Let me see, I'm going to sing a couple of the, the cute little songs I'm going to sing. How about, please, please leash me for a walk, because <laughs> I can't hold it anymore. <laughs> And I saw her face. Ow! It was a golden retriever. She's ferocious, and she knows just what to do. She's got those cocker spaniel eyes. A lick on the face, maybe. Nice, wet, and sloppy. My biscuits are your dog's best friend. Yeah, they are. And then um, how about, we're adopting a baby. My family and me. We're adopting a baby, and we're going to adopt from the Humane Society. Our future looks brighter. Yeah, 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 and definitely. We're adopting a puppy. No, a kitty. All right, we'll adopt both. We're adopting the babies from the Humane Society. So, so I'll be the, the, the Metropolitan Room, how many people does that hold? Uh, it holds around 150. 25 to 135, I think. 
Okay, so we really want to sell those tickets. We want to help Rowdy oh, Girl. Because you know what? You think about all the animals that you're going to save. You're going to have a, a howling good time. You're going to be having fun, and your pets will be having fun. And 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 it's a it's a unique thing. It's not like there's what, what, nobody else that does what I do. I I created this uh, this mantis. Ed, because I, what, what, I, as a little girl, my uh, my mother had taken a picture of me uh, playing a banjo to my neighbor's dog, Blackie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you see me. If you go to my page, Lee Day. Yeah, I've got to see... post it on, on our promo. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, oh, my God. And I found that about uh, two months ago in all the pictures. I, was, I said, I've got to put this up. I said, I can't believe that was me. I said, oh, my God. I said, that's where it all started in Millburn, okay, New Fred, Jersey. Fred, you want to ask her a question? No, I just want to ask, what good do you think it does to the pets when you, when they hear you singing or when they hear Actually, music? Actually, you know, um, animals do respond to music, and they do mm -hmm. understand it, and it does calm them down. And when I sing to them, when I'm giving them a haircut in their home, they're all upset, and, and then when I start singing, and they calm down. They know really? they can sense the love. They can sense the caring. It's just like people. They 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 love music, right? Mm. Mary, Mary, our other guest, Lee. She's here. She has two Great Danes. And Hi, one Mary. Of her great Danes has Hi, a blog. Lee. Excuse me, Mary. What? One of her Great Danes has a blog. Oh, Mary, I tell love us about it. his blog. I do too. He does too. It, but he's, it's gone to his head. He's become quite a prima donna. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh and, my uh, God. And, which, and uh, he has his own blog. Yes, he has his own blog. He blogs. I love it. He's got to go to. Uh, you got to go to um, my uh, my son's uh, uh, like page, Rabbi Otis. He actually um, uh, he actually stops animal abuse. And he was found in the Long Island dog, Expressway. Everybody. I just want you to know that. <laughs> huh? Lee, I didn't hear you. you. I didn't hear you. What? And no, I was just telling that Rabbi Otis is a dog. A dog that you found yes, on the Yes, Rabbi Otis is a dog, and he was found on the Long Island Expressway, and he was dumped like he was a piece of garbage at age 15. And he was blind, deaf, um, and he was like a little Maltese Lhasa mix. And they were going to put him down. And they gave him to me, and that's when his life started all over again. And he started to represent, uh, to stop animal abuse all over the world. Well, good for Rabbi Otis. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Where, and, and, where does your love for animals come from? Like, where does it come from, Lee? I just, I just grew up loving them. I mean, my parents were not great animal lovers. I mean, it was just me. I don't know. I just, the minute I saw an animal, that was my heart. And really? I also what, what's your I love show business because I grew up um, in Milburn, New Jersey, and my parents used to take me to the uh, Paper Mill Playhouse in Milburn, and I literally grew up on that stage waiting for Betsy Palmer to befriended her and and um, uh, Mitzi Gaynor and all the celebrities, and then uh, I used to go to Broadway shows. You know, my parents used to take me as and my brother when we were little. Lee, Lee uh, Fred wanted it. to know what's your favorite animal. I really don't have one. I love them all. <laughs> that's, Romeo, that's the do you have thing. a pet? I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't tell you because I, I love them all the same. Lee, one I, of the I, things uh, I do is knit sweaters. I want to know, Romeo, do you, do you have a pet? 
<laughs> Unfortunately not. We can't have it in our little flat. But if we could, I'd definitely get a dog. My wife would get a cat and um, they'd just okay. probably battle each other. <laughs> what about you, Fred? You, you got a dog? Yeah, I have two cats, and we're gonna get two dogs eventually. Nice. Two, two or three dogs. Yeah, yeah. We what want three dogs. dogs. Even, like, even it up. From huh? the meat society, rescue dogs, or did you want? Yeah, to no, I want. I, I like to have like two big ones for me and two uh-huh. small ones. Well, that's four, but two small ones for my girlfriend, for my wife. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. yeah. Nice. yeah that's nice. great. All, all okay. animals well, are great. we've got two minutes to the end of the show. I just want to. I just want to make sure that everybody gets mentioned here. Uh, Mary Maroney, your website is. MaryMaroney.com, and that's M-O-R-O-N-Y, moron with a Y, Mary, moron with a Y. Moron, yes. And <laughs> Romeo Crow, your website again is RomeoCrow.com? Is that correct? It is. It's, yeah, it is. It's Crow like the bird, not like the Russell. Right. So no E on the end. Even though you sound like Russell, it is the bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I had his, half of his success. And I've seen some of his music as well. It's very good. Is it? Yeah. Nice. And Lee Day, your website is? Um, Lee Day, PetEntertainer.com. Great. And, and they can also Frederick go to my I... personal uh, Facebook page and yes. friend me, and then they can see more about the show, see Rowdy Girl, see Renee singing to the animals, and see all her beautiful animals there, her cows and her pigs and her yeah, horses. Yeah, very and... cute. The site is yeah. adorable. It really is. And we oh, found out that, that Rowdy Girl is about four hours south of Houston. If anybody's in that area, you might want to go check check out the sanctuary and definitely if you can remember go check out lee on september 17th at 1 30 p.m in the afternoon uh 15 dollars no tickets, that's a one o'clock two, or two uh, biscuit, one, o'clock, one o'clock two biscuit minimum to get in with your pets and your pets are can come and it's gonna be a lot of fun and all the proceeds are going to go to rowdy girls so that is the end of our show today thank, thank you guys so much thank you so much for having us on thank you for having us lots of fun today <laughs> okay, and Freddie and I will be back next week with Absolutely. another Freddie and more. Thank you so much, everyone. Fantastic. Thank, Thank you. Right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>